our talk tonight is the promises of God is sure. The promises of God is sure, and I think we are at a time that we almost to forget that. We are at a time that we are not actually looking at God's promises by faith. Because, see, God's promises come by faith. If your faith is inoperable, not working, guess what? It's not that God lied, you just don't believe. Come on, somebody. It's time to believe God like never before because we're coming at a time that you know if we don't have our trust our complete trust in god the things that we face and the things that we see that is coming up on the earth guess what it's gonna cause men's heart to fail and Ain't no business, ain't no saint got no business with their hard feeling and they trusting in God. Come on now. Just before I get off into that, just in case you hadn't heard, I can't pronounce the name of the new virus, but it's spreading like Wi-Fi. So saints, it ain't over with. Come on somebody. And if they didn't have a certain cure for the rest of it, they surely ain't got one for this one. Amen. So now you really got to put your faith in action. Your faith has got to be in action in order for God, for you to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Promise of God is sure. There's no failure in God. Promise is a declaration or assurance that one would do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. <coughs> a promise is known as a word of honor and assurance someone that one would definitely do or give or arrange something. Undertake or declare that something will happen. It is a cause or ground for hope. It is a commitment by someone to do a thing. Man will break his word of promise because it holds no value in his heart. But God never breaks a promise on his part because it is in his heart to fulfill whatever he said. God do not lie. And there is no lie found in him. We sometimes don't reap the benefits. For lack of faith. And commitment to God's word. And his instructions. There is. They are. Stipulation that goes along. With the promise. God always said. If you be willing. And obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. God is nobody's food. And he do not play tricks. He said what he mean, and he mean what he say. 
Focus on the word if. Oh, that if word is something else. If you use if you use if in conditional sentence to introduce the circumstance which an event might happen or will happen. Amen. So if definition with God, that, that definition with God, in case that you obey, I will grant. On the condition of keeping my word, I will grant. That's the if part that we got to live. If you be obedient. Come on, somebody. Therefore, God promises is not God writing a blank check and you fill in the blanks. Uh, we thank God just give us a check anyway. Come on now. The check comes with conditions. The check comes with responsibilities. The Hebrew word translate if literally means a consequence based a consequence because of. Therefore, the word if should, should not be taken for granted because what you receive from God hangs on that very word. Then we got to look at the word sure. Sure means to having no doubt about something. Convinced or certain. It leaves no room for possibilities of failure. Sure tells us someone would definitely do something. When the word yes is used, it's just an affirmation or affirming. Why sure conveys absolute concern, certainly. When somebody tells you sure, it conveys it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It's surely to go down. Whatever God speaks, it's sure. And absolute certain that it will happen just as he said it will. In the case of man, the word sure can mean doubt. In some circumstances, such as, are you sure it's going to happen? That sends up a flag of uncertainty. It's uncertain of the message which you have received. With God being the almighty, all-knowing, and very present creator of the entire universe, why is it so hard to take God at his word? We all think about that one. He's the creator of everything. He's a very present help. Come on now. He knows all things. He controls all things. But yet still, we find it hard to trust God at his word. So that tells God that you really don't believe me. You say you trust me, but your action shows me different. So guess what? We have to watch the signal that we send toward God. We have to watch the message that our body sends and our mind and heart send because sometimes our mouth said one thing, but our heart and action is telling God totally something different. Amen. 
asked you to see it. He told you to believe it. Having faith in what he said unto you, if there was ever someone that would keep his word, God is that one. Amen. And you got to be able to stand on that. Not asking you to rely on the promises of man that has no power to bring it to pass without assistance, but rely on and trust in the almighty God who has all power in heaven and in earth. Now, that says a whole lot right there. That's it in a nutshell. That he has all power in heaven and in earth. That tells the whole story. Come on, somebody. And since he has all the power in heaven and earth, I can put my trust in him. Because guess what? Whatever he say, he going to do it. Who can stop him? Do you know anybody can stop God from doing what God said he's going to do? Come on, somebody. A lot of them went to hell trying to stop him. A bunch of them went to the grave trying to stop him. Come on, somebody. Some wasn't afflicted trying to stop him. Uh, come on, somebody. I don't know what your case is going to be. Amen. But I tell you now, that we're in a time now that we got to trust God. Put your whole trust in the Lord. Go to the Exodus chapter 3. Verse 16. You know... And God don't base the mouth what he said to you off of what you see. He based what he said to you off of what he going to do. It's up to you to be able to see it by faith and not by sight. Come on, somebody. Verses 16 and 17 says, Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the afflictions of Egypt into a land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, Amorites, and the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Okay, now you got to understand that God is talking to a people that is yet still in bondage. God is talking to a people that has not crossed the Red Sea yet. They he's talking to a people that Pharaoh has his foot on their neck. And he is not about to let them go. Come on, somebody. 
But all they should have had to hear was a word from the Lord. Come on, somebody. When folk got their foot on your neck, all you need to hear is a word from the Lord. Amen. And then you can tell yourself, it won't be on that long. Come on now. We are people that's got to learn how to trust the God that we serve. Or are we serving him in vain? Come on, somebody. He said, I declare that I'm going to bring you out. Amen. Ain't nobody going to stop me. And then he also spoke to him and said, Pharaoh is not going to hearken to my voice. He will not let you go. God said, I'm going to bring you out. But then God turned around and said, he ain't going to let you go. But God said, but when I come with my wonders, huh, he will let you go. Good God Almighty. God said, he's going to resist, but when I get through with him, you coming out. Come on now. Something that God tell you, say, I know what they're doing to you now, but when I get through working with them, they're going to release you and let you go. God is a God who acts and speaks. One of the most convincing ways to tell others about God is to describe what he has done for you. Amen. God has done a lot of things for me. Amen. I don't know about you, but I trust in God. I've heard his voice, and the voice that I heard that he spoke, everything that he spoke came to pass just like he said it was going to do. He moved everybody that was in the way out of the way. Come on, somebody. So, you got to tell him what he done for you or how he worked in the lives of those that you read about. The expression, a land flowing with milk and honey, was a description of a fertility land and expressed the beauty and the productivity of the promised land. The leaders of Israel would act would accept the message, but the leaders of Egypt would reject it. God already knew the outcome. He knew that the, that the leaders of Egypt was going to reject his first offer. Good God Almighty. And God set them up to reject his first offer. And once they rejected the first offer of God, guess what? It was like a snowball rolling down a hill. Come on now. Look at verse 19. I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. Good God Almighty. Look at God. God, so you know what God is telling you? Don't worry about it. I got this thing. I'm the one in control of this here. They saying that they won't let you go. But when I get through with them, they going to let you go. Because I'm going to hit them with a stretched out hand. I'm going to hit them with all of my wonders.
wonders. And when I get through with Egypt, they're going to run you out of town. Come on, somebody. We got to be a people that rely and stand on the promises of God. God is not a God that lies. He can't lie. He holy. Come on, somebody. Why would the, the creator need to lie when he's the creator? Come on, somebody. When he's the one with all power in heaven and earth, what reason would he have to lie? Come on now. He spoke and things came into existence. Come on now. Amen. If he spoke and things came into existence, he can speak to your enemies as well. Come on now. Go. Now, we spoke about the, the, the land that's flowing with milk and honey. I need to reiterate that at that present time, that promise was made to the nation of Israel. Am I right? Well, guess what? You got a promise too. When you got drafted in, God gave you a promise. Come on now. God not short on his promises. Huh? And everybody that he loved, he don't leave out either. Go to Revelation chapter 21. See, can we bag it up? Are we there? Let's read verses 1 through 5. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth was passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Because God said it, you can rely on it. So guess what? There is still a promised land for the believer. Because the scripture said that he saw new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. Come on, somebody. And in this city, we ain't talking about growing no crops. Said in this city, he gonna wipe away all tears. Huh? He gonna wipe away all tears. He gonna remove death. Neither sorrow gonna be there, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. Do that not sound like the promised land to you? Come on, somebody. That's the promised land I'm going to make it to. Well, all things will be made new. 
So guess what? We are people that ought to be striving to get there. Come on, somebody. And this just didn't come up in the book of Revelation. Amen? To prove my point, go to Isaiah 65, verses 17. 65. check with nobody but I I guess we were supposed to been having Bible class tonight uh, I guess I wasn't told nothing no different so I'm going to move on 65 in the verse of 17 says for behold I create new heavens and a new earth and the former shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing, and her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem, enjoy my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of Christ. Look at God. God has sent a prophecy, huh? Back in, he prophesied this to, 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 to Isaiah, back in the Old Testament. Look how long it's been, and how many prophets it went through from the book of Isaiah all the way to the book of Revelation. Amen. So that tells me one thing. God has intentions on doing what he said he going to do. Because guess what? He would not have sent his holy prophet to prophesy out a lie. Amen. And God wants us to learn how to stand on what he said. And the problem is that the people don't stop learning how to stand on what God said. Come on, somebody. Flip to six, uh, Isaiah 66 and 22. Isaiah 66, verse 22. Are we there? Let's read that one verse. For as the new heaven and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, said the Lord, so shall your seed and your name, good God Almighty. Just as I, look what he said, just as I make, he didn't say dream up, as I make a new earth and as I make a new heaven. Guess what he said? He said, and it shall remain before me just like your seeds and your name will remain. Good God Almighty. 
You mean to tell me God ain't going to let the enemy stretch out your name? Come on now. You, you know, you got to learn how to let the promises of God absorb in your heart that you can rejoice. Come on, somebody. If you got to see it to rejoice, your rejoicing is fake. Come on now. You got you to gotta rejoice in God by faith and not fake. Come on now. Some folks can't rejoice until they get their blood sugar ran up a little bit. Y'all know what I mean. Come on now. Y'all get, get a little, little energy from, 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 from Jack or Crown. Then you can feel like getting a little rejoicing mode in you. But see, this thing has got to be authentic. This has got to come from your heart. You got to allow the word of God to soak in your heart like you let Jack soak in your blood. Come on, somebody. You, 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 you would have been now. Ain't nothing new. When Jack get in there, you get to saying, I feel no pain. Huh? <laughs> Amen. You don't, you don't feel no pain to Jack well. But guess what? When you get this rejoicing in your heart, it's going to remain forever. This is a permanent fix we're talking about. Amen. We don't know how the new earth would look and where it would be. But we know God would be there. And he would be there and those that are written in the book of life would be there. Oh, you got to make sure you get written in the book of life. If you don't get written in the book of life, you're going to miss the party. Come on, somebody. And boy, what a party, what a party, what a party. It's going to be nothing but praising and anointing floating all in the good God Almighty. In the heaven and all you're going to be able to do is just shake. Lord, because the anointing is going to be running all over you. You're going to have running in your feet. You're going to have clapping in your hands. You're going to have tears of joy running down your face. You're going to be shouting hallelujah and can't stop. And Lord, have mercy. Then you're talking about speaking in tongues. Your tongue going to get twisted up that you can't stop. You're going to be praising God like never before. Because why? All things are going to be made new. So get your name in the book of life or you're going to miss the party. Come on, somebody. We know New Jerusalem will be where God dwells. And we will dwell with him. Eternity with God is much more than we can imagine. Amen. We don't even been there. We don't know how eternity going to look. But we know it's going to be splendor of God. Come on, somebody. We will experience the first time that we were able to see God face to face. Oh, that ought to be better than you waiting on Santa Claus. <laughs> Come on, somebody. 
as Farrakhan said, that ought to be better than you waiting on the big white fat man in the red suit. <laughs> Eternity with God is much, much more than we can imagine. The Bible begins with the awesome story of creation of God and it shall conclude with the awesome creation of the new heaven and the new earth. Come on now. And just think. Now we wasn't a part. We wasn't now when the old one came in. In the book of Genesis. But we can be there when the new one come in. In the book of Revelation. Amen. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Chapter 31. No, when I was reading that I haven't gotten down to him yet, but as I was reading, I found out that what it, God promised the month you can't leave here till you get the promise. You get 99.9 .9 and can't hardly walk. You still got to stay here till you get the promise. Amen. If God said a word specifically to you, you got to stay here till that word is fulfilled. Amen. God's word will not go out void. It will accomplish what God sent it to. Amen. And, 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 and we in a time now that we got to rely on that. We got to rely on that God's word will not go out void. Come on, somebody. If God said you're going to do mighty things for him in the, in the end time, guess what? Prepare yourself to do them. Because he didn't lie. Come on, somebody. You just don't let failure be found in you. Come on, somebody. Wow. When I think of some of the things that God has said, huh, and then just to watch them come to pass, under all oppositions, uh, up under many restraints, and the mighty God just wiped them just wipe them out the way. Good God Almighty. He prepared a place for you. That where he is, you may be also. You got to stand on that. Amen. God do not do the sights. He don't talk just to himself. Though. Matter of fact, he don't have to talk at all. He just do. Come on, somebody. He talked so that you can believe. Amen. Deuteronomy 1 through 8 says, And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I am 120 years old this day. 
I can no more go out and come in. Also the Lord has said unto me, Thou shalt not go over this joint. The Lord thou God, he will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee, and thou shalt possess them, and Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord has said. And the Lord shall do unto them, as he did unto all king of the Amorites, and unto the land of them whom he destroyed. And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that ye may, according unto all the commandments which I command you, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thou God, he will not fail thee, nor will he forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for thou must go with this people unto a land which the Lord has sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doeth go before thee, he will be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. And guess what? Here is a promise. This means I try to tell you what don't don't base it on time. This promise was told to Abraham. Come on, somebody. This covenant was made to Abraham, to Isaac and Jacob. Come on, somebody. Now here the nation of Israel is getting ready to cross over this Jordan and possess this land that God spoke way back then. Come on now. You can't put the timetable on when God going to perform what he do. You just got to have faith and patience. Somebody said faith and patience. Because guess what? You can have faith this minute. Thank you, dog. You can have faith this minute and run out of patience the next minute. Guess what? Yeah, you, you just ruin it. You just told God I ain't got time to wait on you. Your time and my time just ain't the same. You're right. Your time and God's time is not the same. Amen. So now, out of all Moses had done, he was unable to cross over. See, because Moses lost his patience in his faith. <laughs> and because he lost his patience in his faith, he wind up disobeying the commandment of God. Wow. Such a great leader. But guess what? All it takes is a little leaven. To leaven the whole lump. Such a, 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 a great leader that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, through the Red Sea, through the wilderness, and now they done come up out of the wilderness, but yet he can't make it to the promised land. The promise is still there, but you have to watch how you violate the promise. Good God Almighty. Sometimes we don't receive by violation. Oh, come on now. 
God is not going, you're not going to be able to hold God to what he promised you by your violations. You withhold what God would have done for you. Because remember what I told you, that word, if you be obedient, huh, you shall eat the good of the land. Everything that God says to you rests upon the word if. Amen. He, remember what I told you. He do not give out blank checks for you to fill in. No, sir. No, ma'am. Come on now. If you fill it in, it's going to bounce. Huh? It's going to have rubber in it. Leadership changes, but the promise remained the same. Now what Moses was supposed to finish, now Joshua is going to be the one that has to finish it for him. See, God don't mind replacing us, but guess what? The promise remained the same. Only the priest, here we said, uh, 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 in, 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 in here, it was only the priest that was set up by God that's supposed to have kept the word of God. Moses was a priest. Moses was a prophet. Moses was a leader. But guess what? Out of all of his titles, he disobeyed one thing that God told him not to do, and he couldn't cross over. Wow. We mess up every day. <laughs> uh, Moses messed up one time, and we mess up every day and think we done got away. <laughs> it's not happening, people. Come on now. We got to give an account. And guess what? I admonish you if you would give an account of it while you on this side of John. Because when you get on the other side of Jordan, it's judgment time. Amen. You better, get, you better work on God getting you a Passover. Amen. If Moses didn't get a Passover, what makes you think we're going to get one? And we think nothing about what we do. We think nothing about what we say. He was supposed to speak to the rock. But instead, y'all made him mad and he smocked the rock. Better watch how folks huh? Better watch how folks get in you and cause you to miss the will of God. Cause they may have been wrong. Don't give you a right to be wrong with them. Come on now. Yeah. Roe hit me. She ain't getting away with that one. Oh, girl, I got you. Huh? <laughs> Come on now. You remember them days? I got you. Sneak up behind you. Hit you in the back of the head with a stick. Huh? And feel justified for it. 
Y'all know we've been there. <coughs> well, guess what? Things didn't change. Your life didn't change. You can't do and take actions like you used to. Amen. You in the kingdom and you still abroad? What, what, what spirit are you operating on? Come on now. You're still in violation. You said, you told some folk that you were going to be still because God would fight your battle. But God didn't come soon enough and guess what? You start rolling up your sleeve. And look here. Like you said, Lord, I got this one. I'm going to take care of this one right here. Come on now. Lord said, yeah, okay. Go ahead and take care of it. You couldn't wait on me. Go ahead and take care of it and see what the consequences be. Ah, oh, that's another that's another lesson. Let's go to Hebrew chapter 10. And I wasn't just talking to one or two or three individuals. I was talking to the whole church because we all been there. Come on now. Well, that was a time I'd knock you out and be gone. Hmm? Wouldn't even look back to see how you fail. Amen. Oh, y'all all been angels, though. Ain't nobody been doing no shooting like Marsha and, and Rosetta. <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. Let's read them, please. Huh? Hebrew 10, verses 19 through 25. Let's read, please. Having therefore, brethren... Boldness to enter in the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new, somebody said new and living way. So therefore we can't do things the way we used to do them. We can't handle matters the way we used to handle them. Come on now. Read the book. Which he had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over the house. Whatever problem you got, you're supposed to take it to the high priest. Come on now. Whatever issues of life you have, you're supposed to take it to the high priest. And who is this high priest? Jesus. You got to take your issues to the Lord. 22nd verse says, Draw near with a true heart, full assurance of faith, full assurance of faith, full assurance of faith. Come on now. Not wishy-washy stuff. 
Not here today, faith today and non tomorrow. Come on now. Read the book. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil. Wow. Our hearts supposed to be sprinkled from an evil conscience. Huh? That means we ain't supposed to think like we used to. When that evil thought come up, you better learn how to rebuke it. Put it in its place. Come on, somebody. And our bodies washed with pure water. Let us what? Hold fast. Okay, what's your profession? Come on now. Is your profession going to be holiness? Is your profession going to be a child of the living God? If it is, it says, so your profession, you are the hope, our hope without wavering. Wow. world makes a lot of saints waver about their faith. A lot of saints waver about their hope. If you listen to the world long enough, they'll have you wavering about whether or not there is an eternal life. They'll have your mind wavering about whether or not it is Jesus Christ coming back. Come on, somebody. So you have to watch what folks try to put in your mind. Come on now. The devil got tools out there he uses, and they are designed to use them against you and against what you believe. Don't be one of those that waver in your faith. He said, Profession of our hope without wavering. And then what he said? For he is faithful. Wait a minute. God, if you ain't faithful, God is faithful. He's faithful about what he promised. What are you saying, God? God said, I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. What I said I'm going to do going to come to pass. It's reliable and sure. Come on, somebody. Because God's promises are sure. Amen. And he is faithful to his word. And can't nobody cause God to waver from his word. Or take back on his word. Come on somebody. Just for a little quick one before I get that last. I'm going to go ahead and get the last one. Go ahead. But, and, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together that the matter of some is, but exalting one another, and so much the more as you see that they come. Your forsaking the assembly together is not all about you. Come on, somebody. 
It's not all about you because guess what? You are supposed to be here to provoke others to love. And if you ain't here, how can you provoke them to love? You done got off your post. How are you going to provoke them to good work if you ain't here? You done got off your post. Come on, somebody. How can we assemble together and you're not here? Then you done got off your post. Wow. But we think that God is going to be pleased with it. We think he's going to accept our excuses. Wow. Ain't that something? But he not. Somebody need to know, but he not. Amen. Only the priest was able to enter into the holy room. What the book of Hebrews was referencing to. And he did it once a year on the day of atonement. When he made the sacrifice for the nation's sin. Now Jesus' death has removed that curtain. Good God Almighty. And all the believers may walk into the presence of God any time of the day. <laughs> Come on now. You don't need no appointment. All you need to do is just call. Come on somebody. You don't need to call the high priest and, and find out when the next sacrifice is going to be made. You go in and be the living sacrifice. Come on, somebody. You go in. I'm going in for myself. I need to tell God about myself personally. Huh? Because what? It's about a personal relationship with the God that you serve. And you got to work on that. We have significant privileges with our new life in Jesus Christ. And take no advantage of them. Come on, somebody. We still go, we still go and act like we still living the same old rugged life, huh? With no hope, huh? No joy. Hello, somebody. Saints back then, uh, even when they were going through persecution, they had joy in their heart. They had praise in their heart. They worshiped God even under persecution. We old lazy things can't worship him when we got freedom. Come on, somebody. As to say, I ain't feeling it. You better feel something. Come on, somebody. We have personal access to God and able to approach him at any time through Jesus Christ. Now, you just can't go running up to him and you ain't got the right access. Amen. You got to have the access that Jesus Christ gave you, and that's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost gives you access to enter into the Holy of the Holiest. Amen. 
long in your life, it's hard for you to get him woke up. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <coughs> we can approach him anytime through Christ. We, that we may grow in faith and deepen our relationship with God. Enjoy encouragement from each other and worshiping God together. That's why we have to be here. To draw in a union of worship. Come on, somebody. If we're not here, we break the leak in the union of worshiping God. You might not know it, but your number is written down in the house. Come on, somebody. God knows the number that's supposed to be in the house by name. And when you're not here, you break the union. Uh-oh. I'm going over here. I'm going over here to John George Church. They got singing music going on today. You took your praise of God to somebody else's house. And you wonder why you struggled. Come on, somebody. You wonder why you a mess. Did you really think God was going to let you get away with that? Or did you really think that he didn't take notice of it? When he told you, forsake not the assembling of yourself, that was in your house. Not somebody else's house. Keep on running. Keep on running here and now, swallowing everything, get a bone caught in your throat. Then you got to come to the pastor to try to help get laughter. Huh? Because he's going to send you right back to the man of God. Huh? Amen. Made no difference what the children of Israel did. They had to go right back to the man of God. Come on, somebody. Y'all forgot that God is a God of order. Time out for the church overlooking what the word of God has to say to the church. Amen. You're too close to the end for that. Come on now. It's very seldom you design, you design to be here a hundred years. You make Saturday, you're doing good. Anything else is a plus. Amen. So, we're supposed to be here to encourage each other in worshiping. That's why he said neglect, not the assembly. Don't break the chain of encouraging others. You break the change. Come on now. The pastor don't have 
all the encouragement. It could be something that you said to one another that gives them encouragement to go on another day. You falling out of the race, well, fellas, I guess they can fall out of the race. It gets it okay for me to fall out too. You have to watch the signal that you see when you come up absent. Oh, it's a signal to be sent. You might not know it and won't nobody say nothing to you, but you send a signal that you broke the chain of worship. We gather together to share faith and worship to strengthen one another. You thought it was all about you. But what about the other thing? Come on, somebody. It'd be a shame. We come in here to Sunday school and we done already heard that Sister Turner got Sunday school lessons. Oh, boy. Fired up. Oh, I got to be there because that. That by all, she gonna she gonna teach Sunday. Then you get here Sunday, and so turn to get over there in that chair. Say, uh, I don't feel like it today. Uh, Coco, you gonna take Sunday to Huh? You you so disappointed because Susan Turner done broke the chain. So why do you not think when you're not here? That the change is not broken. Come on, somebody. And you don't cause a rift in the worship service. Hmm. Sister T, don't you come in there talking about you don't feel it? <laughs> I know you will. Shoot. <laughs> And when that one leg get through it, it seems like you got three of them. <laughs> Go to First Kings chapter 8. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Help yourself.
not in spite of, but because of.